two European football powerhouses will part ways with their managers after the 2023-24 season. Jurgen Klopp will step down as Liverpool's boss, and Xavi Hernandez will leave Barcelona. It's rare for managers of such strong teams to announce their departures in the middle of the season. Not to mention that two did it within three days. Welcome back to CGTN Sports Talk. I'm your host Li Xiang, and I'm glad to be joined by my colleague Josh here. Great to be back.、Yeah. I was very shocked when I heard that、uh, Xavi is going to leave Barcelona、mm. after that three-five loss against Villarreal. So it was was it because of that loss? I think that is more a case of that is the straw that broke the camel's back. Okay. And I think this kind of touches back on what we were saying. Basically, we've been saying for a while with Barcelona in the sense of they are. How do I say this without sounding mean? I think they are operating still under delusions of grandeur.、Mm-hmm. They are used to being one of the giants, one of the preeminent giants of football globally, not just in Europe. And they are definitely not minnows, but they are definitely not the Barcelona of old. The、no. Barcelona that was just, just winning every trophy in the mid two thousands, and you get the feeling that this is a side that doesn't really know how to struggle, doesn't really know how to fight, doesn't really know how to develop. So they bring in Javi Hernandez. I suspect on the same grounds that you know Andrea Pirlo came in as a manager, Frank Lampard came as a manager, even Steven Gerrard. Where、mm-hmm. the, this latest crop of talent, it seems like, I mean, the cr- latest crop of managers, the owners think the talent will go right from the pitch right onto the sidelines, and that's not really working、no. for a lot of those names I mentioned. And with Xavi, that's similar,、mm-hmm. and I think part of it to go back to what I was saying about the delusions of grandeur is with Xavi. I think he was expecting to work with a midfield that was back when he was there with it with、yeah. him, and it's Messi and Busquets.、Mm-hmm. That's not the case anymore、no. with that team, and you can't play that style, especially when you're up against other teams which are. Not so financially ruined that are able to get new players in pretty quickly. That are able to work to a philosophy that's, you know, a, a philosophy that feels contemporary. Whereas the one he's trying to do, which is calling back to the days of Pep Guardiola,、mm-hmm. so I feel like he's him stepping away is a sign that they aren't performing to the top level, but also a sign perhaps that he realizes they're not going to get there as things stand. That's true. I mean,、uh, remember we took a lot of shots at Manchester United for looking for managers who have the、uh, United gene,、mm. you know, like Sarskar. I think Barcelona was doing the same because they had Coleman、mm-hmm. who played there before. Yeah, they had Xavi who played there before. I mean, the most glorious career there. Right. And with him, they also have this really heavy reliance on players from their youth academy. So they're trying to get this whole thing like carry on. And to be honest, I don't think Barcelona did that badly because. Yeah, they didn't perform well in the Champions League, but they won the La Liga title,、mm. which they had missed for three seasons. Yeah, and Xavi gave them that. Yeah, they're now replaced by Real in the top place, but it's just one game again. And honestly, Xavi didn't really get all the support he should have. Like the leverages they kept getting, they、uh, they couldn't buy the good players he wanted,、right. and they had to sell players that he may use. All of these now they're just okay. So. This question, like, do you think he agrees to go, or it's more like, okay, we need you to go, and let's make it look good by you announcing you want to go. 
It's a pretty tough question because you can kind of see from both sides. Mm-hmm. I do think that there must have been some frustration, like you say, with the financial levers yeah. not being with the players that they need. But also I think there's a lot of expectations that they simply cannot have, which will have forced him out the door. True. Because, you know, you mentioned that they won the La Liga title for the first time in three years. That is important, don't get me wrong. But the thing with Real and Barcelona, it's a lot like a team like Manchester City or Bayern Munich. The domestic league basically doesn't matter. It's mm. Europe where they make all their money. It's where they show off their skills. It's the it's the it's the league where you prove how good you are because you're up against equals in terms of footballing giants. Yeah. And when they get to the point where they are not even in the Champions League but in the Europa League and they're not winning it because the smaller teams are playing with less ego and more direct styles of football, it just feels like the wheels are falling off. Or mm-hmm. more a case of the wheels have fallen off. We're just waiting for the car to stop at this point. And when you see that loss to Villarreal... The issue for me, I don't think, is the loss. I think mm. it's because it came to Villarreal. Like, yeah. If they were to lose 5-3 to Real Madrid in a Clasico, they would probably just lick their wounds and keep moving on. Mm. But to lose to a team that's not considered one of the big two, or even the big three if you include Atletico, I think that damn dents the ego more than it dents anything else. And that seems to be the issue that Barcelona has been really struggling with these past few seasons. That's true. I mean, so the uh, La Liga title for Barca is more like, yeah, we won it. Yeah, who haven't? If you don't win it, it's like, how can you not win the domestic league title? It's really awkward. Yeah, but not only that, like you consider the nature of the way that they won it, they won it at the point where they were out of Europe while Real still had that to play for. Precisely. So typically they do like to talk about doing the double but if you were in Carlo Ancelotti's position, you're obviously going for the Champions League over La Liga. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're in Xavi's position, you had nothing else to go for. So, of course, you are still winning the league. But let's be honest, it's a two-horse race at the best of times. True. This year, you had uh, Hirona stepping in. Mm-hmm. You do have these smaller clubs that are not terrible, but they're not in the same league like Villarreal, like Atletico Madrid. So... It's a case of, if he didn't win that title at all, that would have been a complete disaster. Yeah. But by winning it, it's less a case of he won a title and more a case of he qualified for next year's Champions True. League. Mm-hmm. And by not being able to do anything there, that was probably the kiss of death. Mm-hmm. How much? How do you rate Xavi as a manager? Like, Where do you think his next stop will be? I think he's got a big enough name to mm-hmm. go and do something. But one of the reasons why I mentioned Andrea Pirlo earlier is... His failure as Juventus manager came about, um, you can read his thesis online about like when you become a manager in Italy, you have to write a thesis about like your tactics Mm -hmm. and you can read it online. I read chunks of it and basically the nature of his style of play only works if every player is Andrea Pirlo. Like his ability to just manage a game, notice space, move the ball without ever feeling pressured. If you have a team of everyone who can play like that, his team would be successful. But because he is of such a high standard, even if he's up using players who are, let's say, a Dusan Vlajevic mm-hmm. or Cristiano Ronaldo, or a striker who is known for being very direct, he is not very good at adapting to that because that's True. not his way of playing. With Xavi Hernandez, I got the same feeling watching them where... He is this kind of midfield maestro who never really knew what to do with defenders or mm. know what to do with a striker because that was totally out of his purview. So I could see him going somewhere else, taking a step down, and he does seem like a very smart guy. He's like a guy who is fairly reasonable. I could see him going somewhere 
um, not somewhere like low down, but I can mm-hmm. see him going to like France or like to or like somewhere, even going to like Portugal and taking a a job with a big team on those smaller leagues mm-hmm. and reassessing his managerial style. And I could definitely see him evolving and coming back, but at the same time, I don't think that's what Barcelona will need because they will need completely new tactics going forward. True. Then what about his successor in Barcelona? Say, now I'm recruiting a new manager for Barcelona. I'm saying, okay, sir, you have no budget for investment. You have no budget for transfer, and we have to sell some of the players you may like the most. Do you want the job? That's not the best recruitment. (laughs) That's it. It's not the same poison chalice as Manchester United, but it is still... A job where when someone walks into it, you are wondering what can this person actually yeah. achieve. Like, I know he has the Bayern Munich job, and I'm not suggesting it realistically, but I think what they would need is a Thomas Tuchel-like figure who oh. has a reputation of a firefighter, where he will come in, get everything fixed, get everything sorted. It isn't a club in crisis, but it is a club that needs to mend the issues that it has right now, mm-hmm. and it needs someone who can come in short term, do a job, know for a fact they're going to be in for like six months. Like, it's a bad example, but like the Ralph Ranick position where when he came in, he knew he was leaving. Mm-hmm. Don't promise someone this is going to be your team. Yeah. It's we just need to get this team working again to get us back to where we believe Barcelona should be. Mm-hmm. But until they get this financial situation sorted, I don't even know what could be done. You know, a thing we've talked about away from the podcast is what managers are available in the world right now, and the big one is Hansi Flick. If you brought him into Barcelona, I don't know what he could achieve Mm -hmm. because of the way that team is set up and the way that the management top-down are, as we mentioned, a little bit delusional of what they can achieve and what they can get to build forward. So it's one of those remarkable situations where Barcelona manager should be this position that's craved by everyone and instead I don't even know who I'd put in that position for just the sake of their mental health. That's true. I, it's interesting that you mentioned Bayern Munich because okay, Barcelona is not Hollywood, football Hollywood. Yeah. The thing is that every time there's an election for the presidency, things yeah. get very messy. Though messy now is not a problem. Mm. The budget is the problem. Yeah. And you never know when the next candidate will Let's just say, say in his propaganda, say, when I become president, I'm going to bring this, I'm going to bring that, I'm mm-hmm. going to make a new manager. Okay, what does this mean to the old manager? It's, uh, yeah, like you said, there's going to be a lot of trouble a new manager will walk into. Yeah, and you know? that is another issue with this, is with a player like Xavi coming in as mm-hmm. manager, he got a lot of goodwill for being yeah. so successful as a player. If someone comes in who doesn't have that particular pedigree and doesn't have that sway with the fans, things would get much darker much faster. That's true. So compared with this departure between Xavi and Barcelona, I think the one between Liverpool and Klopp is much more pleasant because mm. me personally believe that he is their best manager in the past 30 years. Yeah. I mean, after they won their last top league title, which was not the Premier League mm-hmm. back then, and yeah. their first um, champion, their, yeah. their last Champions League title. Mm-hmm. So he did both. He said he ran out of energy. Yeah, is that a like honest answer or a sign of saying that there are things I can't say, but I'll leave the rest of you to imagine? D- to be honest, I think that's uh, that's an honest answer because the mm-hmm. thing with Jurgen is he is very plain spoken. He is very honest, yeah. talking to fans, talking to the media, and I one of those things where. He could have said a lot of things, but when he said runs out of energy, your first thought is like, oh, of course, because you see him on that side, on yeah. that touchline. 
and he looks like he's going to have a heart attack nine times out of ten. Mm-hmm. And admittedly, I think that's partly his own fault because of the style of play that, exactly. that, that Liverpool has because I, I'm not a neutral, but at the same time, I'm not a Liverpool fan. Mm. And yet their games so often come down to the wire that they are exciting to watch. But that must be an absolute nightmare to be a fan, to be a coach for. But at the same time, I do think when he says he's run out of energy, I think what he also is implying, because he's kind of run out of magic to hold that team together, because the investment hasn't really been there, Mm -hmm. especially when you compare it to the much bigger clubs. Just to clarify what I mean by that, I think Fenway are giving them everything they can, Mm -hmm. but when you're up against the Sheiks and the oil money, that simply can't compete. Mm -hmm. So he's doing everything he can with good players. Sometimes that works out, sometimes it doesn't. But it does feel like he's reached something of an end of a road. And having seen how bad last season ended, he's probably looking at this one where he's got them at the top of the table. He's doing really Mm -hmm. well. He's calling it now, I think, so he can go out on a high and leave the team, leave the fans and leave the city with a good taste in their mouth rather than a fairly sour situation as we've seen with Javi Hernandez. Yeah, I mean, Pab, when he heard the news, he was like, oh yeah, I can sleep better after Mm. he leaves because every every night before the game against Liverpool is a nightmare. He has to scratch his brains. I think the same for Liverpool because he is facing one of the smartest minds in the world about football in Pab. After all this, I heard that several of the key players of Liverpool, though they didn't give all the names, are thinking about leaving too Mm. after Klopp leaves because they, again, whatever you said is very reasonable analysis, but I don't think some of the players are looking at it that way. They may think that the club is not doing enough to keep him, so maybe they're having thoughts of leaving. Does that mean they can be a half or even a complete rebuild of Liverpool? I, I can, yes, I think so. I think partly from the player side of things because he is such a man manager and Mm -hmm. he does seem legitimately beloved in the game like you can't find anyone who has a bad thing to say about Jurgen Klopp he seems absolutely beloved and you can see that connection between him and his players how he fires them up how he gets going it's like on the on the touchline it's almost like he kicks every ball himself Mm -hmm. and he's meant to be very inspirational and when you consider that there is this belief, really. And when you mention Pep, it, there's this belief that like it's Jürgen who has not just rejuvenated Liverpool, but been the one thing preventing a City clean sweep. Mm-hmm. When he goes away, no matter who comes in, you know the energy isn't going to be there. The yeah. tactics aren't going to be there. It's not going to be the exact same scenario. So if you are a Liverpool player, you probably do think to yourself, I'm not a Liverpool player, mm. I'm a Jurgen Klopp Liverpool oh, yeah, player. Yeah, exactly. And when that ends, well, it's time for something new. Mm. I don't think we need to say anything about how great uh, Klopp is as a manager. So you think he's going to take a year off, maybe, like uh, what Jose Mourinho did before, or he's going to go right to his next stop? So he said in the interview he wants to take a year. Oh, a year. And I think that will be related to the comment of running out of energy. I don't think mm-hmm. that's a year in the sense of like, oh, I'm going to take it a year and see what happens. I think that a doctor has said, mm-hmm. rest, recuperate, yeah. and the quickest time back will be 12 months. He's also been very clear about he wouldn't take another job in the Premier League because he would never want to play against Liverpool, which, fair enough, Arsene Wenger said the same thing about Arsenal when he left. Mm-hmm. And I think the, the thing to bear in mind when he talks about taking a year is Nagelsmann's contract with the German national team Uh, expires after the Euros. It was intended to be for one tournament. If he gets them firing on all cylinders, 
they will probably extend it. But I think what they are looking at is getting Jurgen Klopp in there to hmm. be the guy to run it. So I would not be shocked if the whole I'm going to be out of the game for a year is basically code for I'll be out till after the Euros. Hmm. So he has already a clear target of I'm going to manage the German national team. I don't think it's his target. I think it's the DFB's target uh, to DFB's, get him in yeah. because you look at the other managers available that they have or the ones that they could have and no one has this legacy of success. No one has this ability to be a man manager, which is more important, I think, when you are a national team coach. And I think what they are looking at is, can we get a big name in to get us back to the top of the international tables? Mm -hmm. And for a lot of the coaches who go to the internationals, that's typically their last stop. I think with Jurgen Klopp, it's more a case of that'll be his next job. Mm -hmm. And then depending on how it works out, he'll go back and manage a club somewhere else. True. I mean, as a Bayern fan, when Klopp was still with Borussia Dortmund, Many were talking about why couldn't Bayern get him. Hmm. I think he didn't say it clearly, but he didn't want to go to Bayern, at least not at that time. Yeah. Now, Bayern are not the only one. I, I'm not a huge fan of uh, Thomas Tuchel, especially after the latest loss. Yeah. Um, Bayern are not the only one looking for a good manager, if they're looking for. United are also another one. He said he's not coming back to Premier League, but not now, maybe in the future, after they finally have enough of Eric Ten Hag. What about League One? Say PSG, without the huge ego of a player that I won't name. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Cause, or Barcelona. Because that is, that is the thing which I've been wondering, because he does seem very loyal. It does seem very honest. Mm -hmm. I do When he says he won't come back to the Premier League unless it's with Liverpool, I think that's true. Mm. I think with the Bundesliga as well, I don't think he'd go for Bayern Munich mm. because of their wrath with Borussia Dortmund. Yeah. So I don't really know where that really leaves him. I think that might be one of the reasons why people expect him to go to the national True. team next. But then when you try and look in the future... I don't really, I can't really see where he fits into any particular league because if he's not going to go to those two, that basically leaves Italy, which is not very free flowing mm, attacking, no, which yeah. I ca could not see. Yeah, like you, the stereotype of Italy, Italian place, Italian culture in general, it's the opposite of Jurgen Klopp and his heavy metal mm -hmm. football. Pretty similar with Barcelona with their tiki taka oh, yeah. style of play. I could see him going there though, when the the, the delusion of Barcelona, as we said in the first part of the program, when that runs out, it's kind of like with Ten Hag going to United. Mm. He only came in because the delusion of having yeah. um, Ollie in and bringing in people who are of the DNA. Once that ran out, it's like, okay, we need something new. Mm -hmm. You go to Ten Hag because he's the biggest name that was available. With Barcelona, when it reaches the point where, okay, the Barcelona way is just not working anymore, and you need a rebrand, well, Klopp will be there for it, I think. True. So now Klopp, I mean, after he leaves, it will be nine seasons in Liverpool. Mm. When I started to watch football, I would never say, oh, nine seasons is the longest. But the truth is, it is yeah. the longest now of all managers in Europe. Is that a change that we have to embrace now? I, I think it is. Like, you look at the former managers, and you look at, you mentioned Arsene Wenger, mm -hmm. you go back to Alex Ferguson, these people who were there for like a very long tenure. Yeah. These days, clubs don't seem to have the patience for that. And it's quite surprising Klopp even got the time he did to develop because mm. he was very clear. I think he said he wanted like two seasons to win a title. And to be fair to him, he did. Mm. I think what we should take from this is developing a team takes time. Developing an identity yeah. takes time. And when you see a lot of managers that are chopping and changing, there is this immediate belief that they aren't good enough and they need quick results. When I think the reality is that 
football works in this kind of fast-forward mentality, what have you done for me lately, mm-hmm. which can work in the short term, but it means you can't develop these dynasties, can't develop this long-term success. And I like to think that's one thing which I like to think people are going to take away from Klopp here, Pepper, Manchester City, and compare that to places that swap every few years, that you do need to have someone with a vision, someone with talent Mm -hmm. and a budget to work with. And when you put that together, you can make things happen. Because as you mentioned, best manager in Liverpool's history for 30 years, I could very much see that. But he couldn't do that without the investment from Fenway. Mm -hmm. And he couldn't do it without the time given by Fenway. So whoever comes in next, whether that's as rumoured Jabby Alonso, wherever Klopp goes next, be it to a national team with the DFB or whatever, whoever goes to Barcelona next, give them time, yeah, give them money. That's true. I mean, this is just me jibber-jabbering, but okay, these words. Industrialization, quicker, instant yeah. food, quick management, quick football, quick transfer, everything is just like, now it's a new era of football, which I'm not really fond of. Yeah, that, that's it. This, this new era that we live in, it has kind of sapped away the identity of a lot of clubs and mm-hmm. the identity of a lot of leagues. And there's a lot now, I get the feeling where in any team, the new manager comes in and I guarantee the guy who runs it says, well, we want this, we want that. Oh, yeah. We want what Manchester City can do. We want what Barcelona can do. We want what um, Bayern Munich can mm-hmm. do. And that means that you have to throw out a previous system. You have to get these short, quick results. And you're trying to do what a team that has oil money and has Adidas as a back end mm. and stuff can do on a much smaller budget, doesn't work, guy gets kicked out, okay, we want this, we want this, we want this. Mm -hmm. If the pace could get slower, I think the game would be better, but I think quite simply, we are sucked in a vortex, which is going the opposite way. That's true. And I think that's all for today. Thank you for listening. Hopefully, we'll be hearing from you guys very soon next week. See ya. Speak to you then. Bye-bye.